Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Careers Unfiltered. I'm KCU, and I'm joined by my special co-host, Kathy. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Casey. Thanks so much. Yes. So we are very excited today because we have Professor Alan Topolsky joining us for another episode of the faculty podcast series with Careers Unfiltered. So Professor Alan Topolsky received his bachelor's degree from Bucknell University in studio art, and he went on to pursue his master's of fine arts in sculpture from Pennsylvania State University. He has had multiple exhibitions in the Rochester area and across the country. He has been at the University of Rochester for over 25 years in the art and art history department. And for any students out there, you may have had him in some of these classes like markings, methods and materials, visual production and senior studio and seminar. So welcome, Alan. We're happy to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk to both of you. Thanks, Alan. So we'll go ahead and kick it off. And we'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and why you wanted to become a a professor. Hmm. I I came from a very blue-collar background. I'm a first-generation college student. I had two older siblings, neither of whom chose academia, any pursuits of academia beyond high school. It was very new to me. And I ended up here because I needed a way to support my art making habit. <laughs> and I uh and and I always thought, well, I'll just I'll just teach and I'll I'll be able to make art in the evenings and weekends as if that's how life is for teachers. <laughs> um so so that that's where I started. Um I was uh art was not a a major part of anyone's culture where I was from, which is in central Pennsylvania, Shemokin, a coal region town. But um, I was very influenced very early on. Uh, my kindergarten teacher suggested that to my parents that I should get per- private art lessons. And, um, and then the path thereafter is really pretty boring and linear. <laughs> I kind of stayed on that line um, and with some divergences. Um, but uh, but I, I, I realize now that teachers were a major impact in my life. And, and they, for somebody in a coal region, in a very depressed place, it didn't seem like a likely way out but it did seem like a concrete way out. Like it was the most real thing to me and my teachers, um, that teacher, um, uh, private art uh, artist named George Booker and, and a nun who gave me art lessons as a child. And then I happened to have in high school again um, was, was a major impact on, on how I thought about the world. And um, that's what led me to think that I, should be a teacher. Um, uh, teaching became something very different than what I expected. Um, and, and it's much more than something that supports my habit now. Uh, it's, it's something that is intertwined with it. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that insight and, and your background in terms of, you know, your upbringing and really where you started. And as a first generation student pursuing the arts, um, did you find that you're, you had the family support? So it sounds like maybe you were able to get some art lessons, um, but yeah. did you have that support kind of pursuing pursuing the creative spaces? 
Yes. I, I, you know, I had parents who were supportive of anything I did. Um, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and, and that some of some self-destructive things even, <laughs> but, um, so, um, no, they were very supportive. Um, and you know, it's, it's funny because so much of it comes from so much happened because, because of a certain level of ignorance, even on my own part, right? It, where where I, I didn't know that you visited schools before you applied to them or that you that you should apply to more than schools that you think you should get into. Um, but I, I forged ahead with such with such confidence that that it, that it undoubtedly affected how I performed in the process, right? And and that's a that's a weird kind of um, kind of justification or or kind of understanding of how you make it through through to a certain end, right? Um, because sometimes we do it despite our our ignorance. But I guess yeah, in the end, I guess it's all about the support was always there for me, uh, mostly emotional support, right? I think so. I think that's where it comes from: the teachers and my parents. That's great. And t- teachers, you know, play a really special, a special role in, in our lives. And so then, how would you say was your college experience? I had no exposure to um, uh, people who were college educated except for my teachers. Um, and um, so I didn't, and I didn't really know what that meant. In high school, I was awarded what was called the Governor's School for the Arts, which was a, a summer program of about a month or six weeks long. Um, and it was at Bucknell University. And um, that was between my sophomore and junior year of high school. And it really kind of changed my life as far as it affecting my confidence level um, and my ability to communicate visually and, and verbally. Uh, and and it also made me realize what college could be like. Uh, and so it was this strange little sampling that I was really fortunate enough to get. And and so in my head, that was where I had to go to college. <laughs> um, but we couldn't afford Bucknell University. So I had this scheme, which at the time I thought no one else had even thought of. And that was to go to go to a state school for a few years and then transfer and get my degree from Bucknell. I, I thought I was doing this kind of secret scheme that was that was heretofore um, unrealized. But um, so that's what I did. I went I went to Penn State. I went to a branch campus of Penn State um, as an undergrad. And I, I, I also I went in as an art education major and very soon found out that that was not something that made a lot of sense for me. I didn't see, I didn't understand it um, as as a kind of system of educating for art. Uh, It just made more sense to be an artist who educates. Um, And so I found that out after two years. And then I did, I had to take a year off um, uh, for financial reasons and I applied to Bucknell and I got in and, um, and so, so, yeah, I, I, my my path was not so. It's not typical, I guess. Um, I think. Um, I think I I often I often sometimes I regret not having the social life that I I, I imagined most <laughs> uh, college students having. 
Um, and I, I think I didn't have it, not because I, I think I could have succeeded with a, with a social life, but I had this idea that if I, if I, if I had one, I couldn't succeed. And I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. I, I, I could have done it. So if there's one regret is that I didn't connect to the people in the classroom around me. I often connected more with the faculty um, and I remain in contact with so many of my professors, even to this day, those who are still alive. Um, but uh, uh, obviously I'm not in touch with those that are dead because not regularly anyway. <laughs> um, but um, but I, I, you know, I have, I have only a handful of, of friends from college and, and I, I, I kind of regret that I didn't, I didn't push myself in that way. I guess one piece of advice would be to, to not forget that 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 this is your life too. You know what I mean? You could you can be doing this and have fun. Um, I also think that it, you know it sounds really cliche, but I think doing what you enjoy is really important. And I, I think a lot of students today do pursue fields that they enjoy, but I also feel like they often get lost in the minutiae of that plan and forget the initial spark that was there for them, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm teaching the senior studio and seminar class and every once in a while I have to step back and just say, don't forget why you're doing this. Don't forget why you got to this place to begin with and go back to that. Because I think going back, going back to a place informed um, is not regression. I think a lot of people think of it as going backwards. And I think if you go back it, it, informed by your experience of what happened since the last time you visited, I think that's the best way to grow, right? It is, and it also gives you insight as to your own advancement and progress, right? You have, you, you have this kind of base from which you can, um, measure your place in the world you know I think that's really really great advice and again aligns so well with you know what we um practice and teach and um with our kind of concept or framework of of designing your life and that's really that really is all about paying attention to what you are interested in and asking yourself what did I like about that what did I not like about it and um and and if if the answer is oh I tried this and I it no longer jives with, you know, my values or my interests at this point. Um, that's okay to pivot. Yes. Um, and what about it was interesting and go follow that aspect. So right. I really appreciate what you're saying. Thanks. Good. So I, I think about our students who have an interest in the arts and really want to pursue the arts um, but, but maybe, you know, aren't as encouraged as you found in your own experience. What advice would you have for those students? I guess I would say that I think that art, art's a huge category. And I think learning to think creatively and artistically is often confused with art. And they're two different things. And art within academia is the latter. That is, um, Steve McElvey, a professor in uh, engineering school, and I are going to be teaching a course a year from now together uh, uh, that, that brings together engineering students and studio art students. 
called Material Matters, where we'd be teaching it for the first time. And I'm really looking forward to that because it, I think it'll emphasize that you're not here to be trained to be an artist. You're trained to learn about art, right? It, or the same with engineering. Students don't come into a class and claim to be an engineer, whereas they sometimes come into an art class and claim to be an artist. But it's, there is a difference between uh, the way these ideas reside in academia and the real world. And, I, and learning the way they, they connect to the real world is why you're here. So, so I guess if you're interested in art and making, then you're interested in a process that's applicable across disciplines. Um, and so I think the advice would be, if you're interested, pursue it. Um, and and don't, don't be afraid of it. I think uh, art's a messy thing. I think a lot of people think you have to be born with it. And I, I firmly believe that's just not the case. There's nothing innate. It's just as learnable as any any other uh, skill set, but it does throw up a lot more obstacles than many, I think. So um, I guess don't, don't be afraid, I guess, is my advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's great. And I really appreciate you sharing that it's really about lear- the, the creative process and really thinking differently, thinking creatively, innovatively. And right. that's something that I think we share wanting students to, to really think innovatively about the possible pathways that exist for their futures. Right, right. Yeah, and then the Career Center does an amazing job. And and it's it's also uh, important to me because I'm, I'm, I'm friends with uh, Gwen Green and I, I was very close friends with John. Um, and so I, I always, I have this very fond connection to, to the Green Center and this very, uh, and it's very broad understanding of what a place, an office like that should do for students. And I think it's certainly advanced a lot of thinking um, and it's very helpful. So thanks for what you do. On an yes, of course. Basis. No, thank you. It's, it, it, it takes an, what we call an ecosystem. It takes yes. all of us to really support our students. But yes, I'm glad you mentioned our, our benefactor, Gwen M. Green, and uh, alumna and trustee. Gwen has a great appreciation for art, and I know her late husband also was an artist, so be remiss if we didn't share that. Yeah, yeah. John would, John, Gwen would come to uh, trustee meetings, and, and he, John would be totally bored with all those things, so he and I would spend days talking, <laughs> having coffee and talking about art, which is a really Parisian kind of <laughs> view of what artists do. We didn't wear berets or anything. <laughs> So fun. All right, Casey, I'll kick it over to you. I definitely agree with the critical thinking and like creative thinking. They're all skills that are being developed in the classroom and not necessarily like you need to come out of it as for myself, like I am a linguist or I am an archaeologist, let's say. But I think those skills are definitely important for anyone who comes in, no matter what discipline that they're involved in. And so how can students at the University of Rochester use their studies and their time in the classroom and their time outside of it as well and apply that to their career development? Um, yeah, yeah I, I guess it, it's, it's hard to answer because in some ways it's obvious, but I, I think as long as you understand that what you're doing here 
is supposed to be modeling your behavior in the future, I think you'll 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 fare well. Um, I think students who struggle often are the students who think about the success as it comes course by course and don't step back enough to look at the bigger picture and how they relate to the picture, right? Um, because if you think about your life later, your job is not so separated from your life. Um, I often envy people who who can do that, but um, it's it's not, and it's all intertwined. And and this is a kind of uh, step toward understanding that I think, um, and away from the earlier, more kind of formalized, processed education that that doesn't make any of those connections clear. Often, unfortunately, enough. Often enough, yeah. So you had you had mentioned, um, you know, from your college experience, making strong connections with faculty members and maybe wishing you had um, made stronger connections with peers. So um, could you maybe speak to the student of today? You know, we, we talk all the time about talk to people, students, go talk to people, because the more you build those those ecosystems and those networks, the 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 more. Um, connected you are to information, to resources, to ideas. So, you know, what would you tell a student as they come onto campus and all of the people that they're surrounded by, faculty, staff, advisors, peers? I, I think it's a, it's a really rich environment. And I, uh, what I love about the curriculum here is this idea that you don't have to, to, um, to declare until your sophomore year and going into your junior year. And what I love also is the Take 5 program. There's the, the, there are these broad indicators that this is an institution that, that understands the value of, of a well-rounded person, a well-cultured uh, person. And so we've built this environment and I think um, take advantage of that. Um, and and push yourself, now's the time to be outside of your comfort zone. Um, I think coming in as a first year student, it might be, it might make sense to take the courses that give you some sense of security. But beyond that, um, press beyond what you're comfortable with. You know, um, I think that's the only way to find your best, best voice. Um, I, I mean, I do it within art even, you know, we have so many students who, because of their high school education, only were exposed to painting or drawing or whatever. And if they're if they're already somebody who has established a skill set through a visual kind of mode of expression, um, who's to say that that drawing might be their worst <laughs> their worst voice? Video might be their best one, but they just haven't tapped it yet, right? Yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly that's exactly right. Is that there are there's such a rich network of people and resources available right. at the university. And, you know, this is the time to go outside of their comfort zone, try new things, test them out. If you quote unquote fail, that's okay because you're, you're, this is the time to test it out when maybe the, the, the threshold of failure is a little bit lower that you're there's not as much risk um than if you were to do it when you weren't in this um you know really supportive environment absolutely and i, I think that 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 
fear of failure holds a lot of people back. I teach a, the, my favorite course to teach is called Markings, Methods, and Materials. And it's really, when it comes down to it, it's all about process. And and that implies that it's okay to fail, right? And that, that's that's and that's okay. But it's um, the most important thing that happens in that course. I hope is that a student sees every single step in the process of their production as an opportunity to change their mind. Um, and sometimes that leads to failure, and it, it almost kind of has to to some extent if you look at the math, right? <laughs> but um, uh, but along the way, that's the only way they're going to gain from it, right? Um, and and so I, I think the other thing that, to remember is that I think students often, I was a, an advisor for freshmen for many years, and um, I think a lot of students uh, think that courses are the only way that they can find out um, information about a field. And that's just not the case. There's so much going on here as far as lectures and talks and panels and performances. And, um, and, and you're in a, in a culturally rich city too. I mean, there's, there's stuff going on. Of course, the pandemics stifled that quite a bit, but, um, but, um, if I need to find out about what anthropology is about, I don't need to take a whole course. I could go to a lecture and and find out the that one person's specific approach to it and and that's going to mean more to me in the end anyway right excellent yeah it's um this is the time to to test out their interests right right sure. and and the failures is really just a part of the process of learning so as a student i definitely feel that there are so many different resources and things happening on campus and off campus that have definitely taught me a lot outside of like the traditional classroom. And so it's been great to hear other people's perspectives, understand more about the city of Rochester and its history and just like the people who are within it. Yeah. And so everyone heed Alan's advice to try new things and don't be afraid of failure, everyone. Right. But um, you mentioned that there are places that people can go around. And since I've been a student at school, um, I've enjoyed going off campus, but are there any places that you recommend that students should definitely check out? Well, my favorite place is the Rochester public market. I just, I just love that place. There's this, and, and, and if you really want to experience it though, you, you, you have to go at different times on a Saturday morning, you have to get up early and go and experience that crowd. And then, you know, there's a mid-morning mid crowd that, that's a little bit more leisurely. And then there's the very leisurely, you know, one o'clock crowd. <laughs> but the place, the place is this, um, it gives you a sense of this city all in one little spot um, and the breadth of this city. And um, it, it's, it's a rich place. Um, yeah, I think that's that's by far my favorite. And of course, food. You know, I, I was gonna I was gonna tell you where to get breakfast, but that sounds like a plug. Um, <laughs> but there's food. I I like to stay there long enough so that I could have breakfast and lunch. So, <laughs> but that's also my favorite. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite part of the city. I, I think uh, you know the the Eastman Museum is amazing. So is Mag. 
uh, the Strong Museum of Play is fun. All these are kind of cultural institutions, but um, I think this city has such a great green uh, um, amount of green space and summer festivals. And being here in the summer, if you're a student and you've only been here during the school year, try to try to have a summer here because it's completely different and it's really beautiful. Yeah. I agree. I stayed in the summer um, in 2019 and I thought it was a magical place. Yes, like we have the winter wonderland or blizzard <laughs> infused right. place in the, in the winter months, but man, the summer is incredible. And yeah. I did experience a public market the first week I came to school, Good. but then experiencing it in the summer, I was like, this is a totally different <laughs> beast. Yeah, um, but the food is amazing. And I completely agree that there are a lot of special <laughs> gems within the city. Right. And I think students should get out more and definitely experience that. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I, I appreciate and I, you know, they tie into my classes are that there's the a wall therapy. And if you look that up online, you can find a map of all the uh, graffiti art um, in the city and you can follow a tour of it. Um, so I, I enjoy that. That's something else. And that, that also gets you, around the whole geography of the city too. And it's a fun kind of kind of um, hide and seek kind of game to play with the, with the city and, yeah. So interesting, I, you know, I've, I'm a native born to, to Rochester. I left for a few years only to come back because I, I loved it so much, but I'm still learning new things about the city that I didn't know before. So I have to yeah, check out right. this graffiti map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. I often, I often like, Oh, oh, we used to do that all the time. And then I realized it was because I had kids. <laughs> we stopped doing it and then forgot about it. You know, yeah, there's a lot to do. Yeah. We just have time for one last question. Um, and we thought we would close it out with a fun one. So um, what's one thing that maybe students don't know about you that you would want them to know about yourself? What's a fun fact or something they don't know? I think, you know, art and life intersect at all different kinds and all different points. Um, and so the students here, unfortunately, uh, know a lot about me. I think, you know, I, I, I know the students well here, too. Um, I guess um, I'm not really as cranky as I, as I seem. I guess that would be my <laughs> I think, I think um, I, I, I thrive on sarcasm and I realize that it can be exhausting. Um, and it's also my little cheating tool to, to, to relay criticality. Um, uh, and, and it works for me. Um, and, and I think a lot of students just think I'm cranky, um, but I'm not, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, my favorite part of this job is getting to know students and know them well. Um, and so uh, I don't know if that's too much of a secret, but um, but being sarcastic is is something that works for me because <laughs> because it, it's because I, art is at the same time um, incredibly important and completely uh, useless. <laughs> And that is that is 
art and but in that space between that that kind of uselessness that is what we do that's what we choose to do that defines our culture right it's not about the things that we do by necessity it's about the things we do but not by necessity so 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 this kind of constant back and forth between you know the importance of the minute mark and and its place in the universe i think it's it's kind of comical so uh, sarcasm works so yeah i guess it's just the cranky thing though <laughs> well we didn't think you were cranky at all with us here today so that's because i drink a lot of caffeine <laughs> <laughs> well great well thank you so much alan for joining us today we appreciate your time and we hope our audience uh, enjoyed our conversation today as much as we did and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon Great. Thank you, Casey and Kathy. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed what you heard from our amazing guests and their career journeys, please give us a rating on your podcast listening platform of choice. Hit subscribe and share us with your friends. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time on Careers Unfiltered. Careers Unfiltered.